Hello. Welcome to Cast. For some reason, there's no wind going on right now, which you'll know if you've seen anything about UK weather recently. That's pretty lucky. Oh, we do have the computer fan, though. You're not as good as wind. I don't know why you're trying to... Why are you trying to be the main character? We're talking about the overwhelming natural force that is wind. Which is literally throwing up trampolines and wheelie bins into the sky. And all you're doing is going... Trying to keep up. It's... So the point of a podcast, the point of this podcast is that it's a it's a one-way talking thing. This isn't this isn't a dialogue. Yeah, you st- calm down. Calm yourself down. There you go. Hope you're well. Not you. You. Well, no, I do hope my computer is well because they're allowing me to do this. But I hope you're well too. I have to first off say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to anyone and everyone that voted for my band Echoist. That was slightly overwhelming and um, I definitely have a thumb cramp for writing that many thank you messages and I loved writing every single one. Um thank you. I'm not going to bang on about it, but I'm incredibly passionate about this and to have the support from you guys really did mean the world. So thank you for that. And to read some of your kind words about the podcast as well in those messages meant the world. I'm so glad it helps. I'm so glad, you know, whether you're on the bus to work or whether you're walking the dog looking at the ocean um, or just putting it on to help you get through something. I'm really glad to be here and I'm really glad to keep you company for a bit. So, without further ado, it's time to crack on with this week's words. And I like the words of this week. I really do. For anyone joining in for the first time, how it works around here is I uh, use a random word generator to generate five random words, and then I just talk about whatever comes to mind while you do whatever you do. And today's first word is duck. Duck. Every so often, regardless regardless of weather, be it sunny or windy, and stormy as it is right now, be I busy or calm, be it morning, noon or night, dusk or dawn, without warning, the duck song will make its way out of its assigned storage space in my mind and just begin to wander the halls of my brain just humming its own tune to itself without a care in the world or any concern for my goings on, what I happen to be up, happen to be doing at the moment. 
It'll just pace back and forth, humming and singing until I join in. Or at least listen to the song. And so after about you know, two to five minutes, wherever I am, it'll normally be a when the duck walked up to the lemonade stand and he said to the man right in the stand, hey, got any grapes? I'm not going to do the whole thing, but you know the song. And the man said, no, this is a lemonade stand. We just do lemonade. Oh, God. I've started. I've opened the gate now. Um, maybe I should do like a whole ASMR version on my YouTube. Should I do that? With the guitar and everything. When the duck walked up to the lemonade stand and he said to the man, run in the stand. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, ducks. Duck. 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 Goose. Did you play Duck Duck Goose as a kid? Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. Um, I was going to say was. Is an incredible game. Very simple. Very fun. Also came with risk. Thinking about it. Let me explain. So how Duck Duck Goose works, if you don't know, is that everybody sits in a big circle and there is a person who is, they're not an animal as far as I remember, they're just it, I think. Wait, let me, let me check up on this. Wait, oh, that's weird. Okay, I was right. The person, the person who is it just is it, but... I had no idea the game has different names. Duck Duck Goose is also called Duck Duck Grey Duck, Daisy in the Dell, or, <laughs> or Quail Quail Quarry. So I definitely played the peasant version then. Oh, fam, you want to play Duck Duck Goose? Do you mean Quail Quail Quarry? <laughs> <laughs> no, duck, duck, goose. Um, whatever you call it, the game has someone who is it. And they walk around the circle, patting each person on the head as they go around, saying, duck, 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 duck. And then, when they are ready, when they are good and ready, they will appoint someone as the goose. When said person is patted on the head and the word goose is uttered, it's on like Donkey Kong. The person has to get up like lightning and chase the other player, the player that was it, around the circle and catch their ass before they get back to and sit in the place that the goose just got up from. If that makes sense. Um... And if they manage to sit down before the goose gets them, then the goose becomes it. And the next round begins. Now, I mentioned that this game comes with potential risk. If, if Dog Dog Goose is played with anyone that has any kind of grudge or a vendetta against any other player, well, let's just say I have played games 
where there was definitely no mistaking who was chosen to be the goose, I think I still have a lump on my head. But alas, we move. Can you just imagine that? Poor kid. Doesn't know which way is up. What happened to him? Uh, Duck Duck Goose. He was the goose. That's terrible. Yep. Damn shame. All he can play is pass the parcel now. Wow. Good game, though. Oh, yeah, real good game. That wow was like Owen Wilson, wasn't it? Wow. Wow. It's a great game. I love that game. It is a good game, actually. I love Pass the Parcel. What type of player were you? If you played it, what type of player were you? Did you play it normally? Or did you hold on to the parcel slightly longer than you were supposed to? I'll let you guess which kind of player I was. Am. So here's some cool duck facts, courtesy of capecoop.com. They sleep with one eye open. Ducks can turn off half their brain while keeping the other half alert for predators. Ducks will usually only fully rest both halves if they are feeling safe and protected, either in the middle of a large group of ducks or in a safe location. Waterproofing. Ducks have highly waterproof feathers thanks to an intricate feather 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 pattern, feather pattern, and a wax-like coating that they spread onto their feathers while preening. The waxy oil is produced in their preen gland. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, of course it is. A small gland at the base of their tail. Duck feathers are so waterproof that they can dive completely underwater and the downy underfeathers will stay totally dry. Ducks also have a... Oh, wow. Ducks have a special countercurrent blood vessel system in their feet and legs, so their feet will not feel cold. Oh, my God. Lucky. Their feet have a unique alignment of blood vessels with veins and arteries lying next to each other and lace-like capillaries that weave among themselves. As warm blood comes down the legs from the body and meets the cool blood coming back up, heat is exchanged in these special capillaries. This preserves the core temperature in the feet, delivering just enough blood to feed the tissues and keep frostbite at bay. It also means that cool blood is not making its way back into the body, which could lower their core temperature. This lets them swim in icy water and be undisturbed by walking in snow and chilly puddles. Dude, this is what I need. My feet are always cold. Why wasn't I a duck in my past life? Huh? Well, I suppose you can't have it all. Can't be a dog. What was I, a dog, a bird? What did I say I was last time? Something else? Oh, I was a Hawaiian warrior. <laughs> but then we realised I couldn't have been. So that was a that was a bonus episode thing, uh, which are all available on my Patreon, uh, where one of the bonus words that was chosen was Hukai Po, who are the night marchers. 
they are ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors. Why did, and I said for some reason that I was one of them in a past life, but then realized I couldn't have been because they are they are the souls of the night the night marches anyway. I know this podcast is rambling, but that's some waffle. We don't need that. Cheese is the next word. How the hell have I gone this long in this podcast without talking about cheese? I mean, like, okay, I understand it not coming up as a word. But as far as I remember, I, I haven't actually spoken about cheese in an episode. That's probably not true at all. Baby bells have probably wormed their way in there somewhere. Baby bells are incredible, man. Ba, 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 baby bell. I'm pretty sure they're not just a UK thing. I could be wrong. They're little tiny wheels of cheese. Little tiny, tiny little, tiny little wheels of cheese. Wrapped in a wax casing. Which I definitely thought was edible when I was young and very quickly found out that they weren't. I think I'm okay. Cheese is very good. Makes me dream weird though. If I eat cheese before I sleep, it's like, cool. Here's an entire alternate universe for that we're gonna thrust upon you. Is it a legit thing? Does cheese make you dream? Oranges do as well, apparently. Satsumas will mess me up. Um, our relationship with trees, trees, not the word, our relationship with cheese, cheese grommet, is a strange one. It often ranks among people's favourite foods, fact, there are entire festivals dedicated to cheese, where it is eaten or even rolled down hills, oh yeah man, that's my ends, hell yeah, tasting cheese and pairing it with wines, chutneys and biscuits has been turned into an art form. Why? We also know it is packed with saturated fat and eating too much can be bad for us. But according to some claims, cheese has an even more surprising darker side. It can affect our brains as we sleep. Ooh. Eating cheese late at night, as the rumour goes, will give you strange dreams. As far back as 1964, a researcher noted that a patient stopped having nightmares when he dropped his habit of eating one or two ounces of cheddar cheese every evening. One or two ounces? Wait, is that that much cheese? How much is an ounce? I should know this. I should really know this. It's 12 ounces in a pound, right? 16, 16 ounces in a pound. How many grams is one ounce? Oh, 30 grams of cheese? That's nothing. I eat 30 grams of cheese in a handful. I mean, that's why my dreams are so weird. <laughs> More recently, uh, the now defunct British Cheese Board, why is it defunct? Who funded a study in... <laughs> why, why? No more cheese. No more cheese. Oh my god. The cheese board. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The cheese board. 
The British cheese board. Oh my god. I'm so happy. I mean, I'm not because it's defunct. But wow. I'm so glad this existed at one point. Okay, so they funded a study in 2005 and concluded that eating blue cheese causes vivid dreams, while cheddar makes people dream about celebrities. What? The study, the study wasn't exactly scientifically robust or published in a peer-reviewed journal, but the, but the findings helped to perpetuate the belief that cheese can affect the content of our dreams. Okay, that may be why it's defunct. There's no robust evidence that cheese causes nightmares, or in fact, much that proves the theory wrong either. But just the prevalence of this rumour could be enough to make it true, says Tori, Tori Nielsen, professor of psychiatry at the University of Montreal and director of its Dream and Nightmare Laboratory. I mean, I have my anecdotal evidence, that's good enough for me. Cheese makes my dreams vivid. Does it? Or do I just eat it when I'm stressed? And the anxiety is causing the dreams. No, it's the cheese, you weirdo, obviously. Let's talk about more food. Pudding. Pudding is next. Hell yeah, pudding. This is one, all right, this is one of the craziest language things I've ever been aware of. And that is that in the States, and maybe other places too, but the States is the one I know of, pudding is a specific thing. Like chocolate pudding. But over here... Pudding and dessert are interchangeable. I don't, I've never had chocolate pudding, I don't think, but it looks great. And I wonder, I wonder if there's any other type of pudding or is it just chocolate? Because that's the only one I ever seem to see. Is there strawberry pudding? Is there banana pudding? Neapolitan, for example? Do we have variety here? What 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 is it? What's the case? Um, in the United States and Canada, pudding characteristically denotes as pudding. Pudding. It's it's like bubble. You can't say bubble angrily. You can't say pudding eitherly, ang- eitherly, angrily either. I don't think pudding. <laughs> No, you can't. Um, In the United States and Canada, pudding characteristically denotes a sweet milk-based dessert similar in consistency to egg-based custards, instant custards, or a mousse, often commercially set using cornstarch, gelatin, or similar coagulating agents such as jello. Um, the modern American usage to denote a specific kind of dessert has evolved from the originally almost exclusive use of the term to describe savoury dishes, specifically those created using a process similar to that used for sausages, in which meat and other ingredients in mostly liquid form are encased and then steamed or boiled to set the contents. 
black pudding. Oh, black pudding, of course. And haggis survived from this tradition. Do you know what? I hated black pudding. I could not stand it until uh, I went to Scotland. And Scotland do black pudding properly. Uh, had it. It was really good. In the United Kingdom and some of the Commonwealth countries, the word pudding is still used to describe both sweet and savoury dishes. Unless qualified, however, the term in everyday usage typically denotes a dessert. Unless qualified. Um, in... Just imagine this pudding with a degree. In the United Kingdom, pudding is used as a cinnamon. Cinnamon? Synonym. What's going on today? For a dessert course, dessert puddings are rich, fairly homogenous starch or dairy-based desserts such as rice pudding. Oh yeah, rice pudding. Steamed cake mixtures such as treacle sponge pudding. Oh yeah, treacle sponge pudding. With or without the addition of ingredients such as dried fruits as in Christmas pudding. Oh yeah, Christmas pudding. Savoury dishes include Yorkshire pudding. Oh yeah. Does it, is it coming across that I quite like pudding in all shapes and forms? Black pudding, suet pudding and steak and kidney pudding. Oh, I don't like steak and kidney pudding. Nah. In some Commonwealth countries, I have a pain in my ribs. In some Commonwealth countries, these puddings are known as custards or curds if they are egg thickened, as blancmange if starch thickened, and as jelly if gelatin based. Pudding may also refer to other dishes such as bread pudding and rice pudding, although typically these names derive from their origin as British dishes. Mate, blancmange is an incredible word, is it not? I could say that mother effer all day. Blamange. So yeah, I guess the um I guess the American one is like a custody thing. It's a custody consistency. Do I have a favourite pudding? I always liked bread and butter pudding. Butter. 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 Bread and butter pudding. My nan used to make it when I was really young. So it reminds me of those times. What else did she make? Rice pudding. Spotted dick. <laughs> Except she called it spotted dog when I was really young. And then I, when I grew up a bit, it was like, oh yeah, it's spotted dick. I was like, oh, no way. Um, I made my nan swear for the first time. That's another story. My nan had never said the F word and I made her say it by accident. There's a spider on the wall. Um, so, okay, what's next? Laser. Laser. I'm a fire in my laser. It's moving slightly away from the carefree friv frivolousness of pudding. Frivolousness? Is that the right word? That was just one of those, ah, we need a word, he's going to say a word. Take this one. Here you go. Is it right? I don't know. Just make him say it with confidence. That's my inside out, people. That's how they work. Um, frivolousness. Not having any serious purpose or value. <laughs> um, or 
of a person carefree and superficial, then fine. It'll do. I do think pudding has quite a lot of value, to be honest, but I also agree that it's carefree. Well, to the consumer anyway. If you're a chef in a Michelin-style restaurant, I think you might have to care a little bit. Anyway, laser. Mm. Well, if you're a chef in a Michelin-style restaurant, it's, it's laser precision, isn't it? Everything has to be perfect. It must be perfect. That was my Gordon Ramsay impression. Um, I hope you liked it. When I was a kid, I won at the fun fair, the same fun fair where I thought I was trapped forevermore in the in the cursed mirror maze. Um, a laser pen, laser pointer thing, but not just any laser pen. No, 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 no. This laser pen had attachments. Oh yeah, premium laserage. I could project onto the wall or any surface of my choosing, actually, a spaceship, a boat, a cat, ironic now thinking about it, a bat, I think there was a couple of others, I think a light bulb, maybe a star, <laughs> can you imagine if it was like a pentagram? Could have really messed some people up with that one. But yeah, that was fun. If they made them illegal now, I feel like they made them illegal. Uh, laser pen illegal. No, they have not. I think they just banned them on my school. I think that was it. No wonder. No wonder, really. Dude, I, oh, I read this the other day. Someone has made an actual lightsaber like one that actually cuts through stuff well, I don't know if it's laser though hang on it might just be really warm uh, okay it's not laser it's a hydrogen and oxygen combustion burning at 2800 degrees so yeah I was right pretty warm um bit more than lukewarm <laughs> Because Luke Skywalker is, you got it, you got it, it's, it's fine. Alex Burkan, he's got the world record too, nice, the world's first retractable lightsaber. The amazing thing is that there will definitely be pretty much perfect working replicas of lightsabers in the not too distant future like there must be which is rather exciting to be honest i'm very much looking forward to that reality i mean that's in the near future the future you know we're living in the future now my best friend just got laser eye surgery said it was incredible i don't need it personally because i am perfect Except for, you know, when they were about to put my brain in. And it was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Five second rule? Five second rule. Yeah, I'm sure I'd be fine. No, but all drugs aside, um, it's incredible that they can do that now. Oh, I'm not, I definitely wasn't. I'm definitely not perfect. My ribs are killing me. Oh my God, I'm falling apart. Oh. 
clicking and popping all over the place. I love to pop and lock and jam and break. Apparently the stuff they use in that equipment is so valuable that running it for like an extra 30 seconds on someone's eye costs like a ridiculous amount more. But you know, can you put a value on sight? To be honest though, I think if I had the option between laser eye surgery or owning a lightsaber, I think I'd be having a lot of fun right about now. But knowing me, I would be careless or frivolous, as we have now decided the definition fits for, um, would be frivolous enough to probably end up losing an eye anyway. It's the wrong kind of laser eye surgery. It's a funny joke, wouldn't it? Speaking of jokes, I wanted to end this episode with something that for some reason I've always found funny. And that thing is anti-jokes. I don't know why. Jokes that aren't really jokes, like, really tickle me for some reason. So I thought I'd mix it up and just read some out for the end of this. You might find it funny. You might not. But they make me laugh. So I'm going to read them. Uh, okay, this was the first one I think I ever heard. What's brown and sticky? A stick. How does the white-tailed deer jump higher than the average house? This is due to their powerful hind legs and the fact that the average house can't jump. <laughs> I can still remember my grandpa's last words before he kicked the bucket. He said, how far do you think I can kick this bucket? What do you call a man with a shovel in his head? An ambulance, due to the fact that he has a rather serious head wound. Why did the dinosaur say hello to the little girl? He was being polite. What's funny about five people in a Chevy Suburban driving off a cliff? Nothing. They were my friends. I don't know if I call this one an anti-joke, but why are hamsters like cigarettes? They're both completely harmless until you put one in your mouth and light it on fire. I mean, what do you call a deer with no eyes? A deer. The absence of eyes doesn't change the species. <laughs> and finally... Knock, knock. I wonder who is at the door. I hope they know a good joke. Since levity is important in this cruel life, you have to smile sometimes. You may have not laughed at any of those, but I found them funny. I'll tell you what this is like, what this might have been like. You know how I've said like this is a podcast that's like it's akin to um when you're just like hanging out with someone at like you know at four in the morning or something and you're not really doing anything and you just it doesn't really matter what you say you're just talking about nothing and it's just chill and it's a vibe right you also get those times where said person is showing you like funny youtube videos or memes and stuff and they're just not funny and you're like huh I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> this could be one of those times. And you know what? I'm fine. I'm okay with having some of those moments happen. It's all good. But either way, I hope you're feeling a bit more chill than when we first started. 
and I'm going to leave you there. Thank you again. I know I said it at the beginning, but thank you to everyone that voted. Fingers crossed to get to the final of this competition. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, though, by the way, um, yeah, my my band was up for a competition to um, play at a festival and get an EP recorded. And uh, that'd be really awesome. That'd be really cool. That'd be incredible. What am I talking about? Yeah, it'd be really cool. That'd be insane. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone that voted. All the socials are Calvin Kingston. And if you want bonus content, that's available on my Patreon. Where you can get one bonus episode a week. And with that, I'll speak to you soon. You take care of yourself, okay? Bye.